Hey there, how are you? I hope you are having a fantastic day. And if not, please hang in there. It will get better. Today, we are going to be talking about compensation, specifically as it relates to equity. So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all the things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. Getting into it here, compensation as it relates to equity. So Steph, what is equity? Great question. It can be confusing and some companies use different words to describe the same thing, which makes it super fun, right? (laughs) And some companies use inaccurate words to say just the same thing or to say simply equity. So I get it. You might be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I understand. Let me see if I can help clarify. So there are three main types of equity. Number one, stock options. Number two, restricted stock or RSUs. And number three, employee stock purchase plan. Let's go over stock options first. So stock options granted upon hire, usually as part of your offer letter itself. And then additional options can be granted usually at the time your company does reviews, right? So performance reviews. With stock options, you do have an expiration date. Typically, 10 years is pretty common. And there's also a vesting schedule. The most common that I have seen is 25% after the first year and then 148th each month thereafter. So the first year you get 25% and then each month after that you're vested one more month. So it goes month to month, which I actually think is better because if you only stay with the company two and a half years, you get vesting up until that month, which is great. Um, However, some companies might just do 25% each year. Um, It's really depends on each company. These are stock options that are granted to you. So that means there's no purchase that you have to make. Um, They're usually granted at a strike price or current market value. And then generally, no cash needs to exchange hands with stock options. So the best way I can describe stock options, let's say you are granted a thousand units of stock options, right? So a thousand stocks, a thousand shares of stock, right? However you want to say that. So a thousand units and your current strike price is $10. So that is $10 per stock option. And that is based on either market or a discounted rate that the company has provided. And then what you will have is the option to purchase, quote unquote, in bunny ears, a thousand stock options for $10. However, you don't really have to give them cash or exchange any sort of money or funds. So usually you're going to hold on to those stock options until there's a significant event in which you want to exercise your stock options. So this could be a personal event or a company event. So let's say you want to buy a house and you are ready to exercise your options and the current market value of the stock right now is $20 and you have a thousand units. You basically you can exercise your options and get a $10 profit on your options. You don't have to exchange cash. So $10 is what they were given to you at, right? And $20 is the current value. So you would just get the $10 profit. Other people may hold on to their stock options for a business milestone, right? Maybe the company is going to have an exit strategy. Maybe they want to be acquired or maybe they want to uh, go, if they're a private company, maybe they want to go public and do an IPO. 
And then you can exercise those options and make the profit. So let's say you IPO and now you're valued at $100 per stock, right? So you were given to them at 10, value is $100 now, so you would get the $90 profit difference. So basically you quote unquote hold on to them over the course of up to 10 years typically, and then you exercise them when you would like to, and as long as they're vested and you're able to do that, and you basically get the profit. You don't have to give someone, in this case, $10,000 in order to buy your options on like your first day or whatever the case may be. Just hold them, exercise your options and get the profit between what they were granted to you at and then current value. And stock options are fairly common for private companies and extremely common for startup companies. All right, let's go over RSUs. Restricted stock units is what that stands for. They're also granted upon being hired, so part of that offer letter, and then additional RSUs can be granted during the review process as well. And essentially, RSUs convert into company stock when the vesting schedule has been fulfilled. So let's say you get 25% after the first year. After the first year, those RSUs are then turned into company stock and they are yours. There is no expiration date. You just keep them until you decide you want to sell them. Generally speaking, this is where RSUs are going to be more common, at least from what I have seen, as percentage each year versus the percent of the first year and then month to month as we find more often in the stock options side of the house. So usually you'll have, it's a four-year vest, 25% each year is pretty common. These are simply granted to you. There's no purchasing of them. There is no uh, holding them and then just getting profit. They're just, they're just given. And you're granted a number of shares and those shares are then granted to you upon the vesting schedule. Or sometimes companies will say, okay, I'm going to give you a thousand RSUs. So a thousand shares of stock. Or some companies will say, I'm going to give you $10,000 worth of RSUs. And if you're a big company, like a super, super big company, maybe that only gets you four shares. <laughs> so it can either be dollar amount or number of shares. And then you can keep them or sell them once, of course, they are vested. RSUs are most common for public companies. And the stock that they turn into, right? So once they're vested, they turn into company stock. Well, one thing to note, they do not have voting rights. If you have investments or if you buy stock or if you just played around on the stock apps, sometimes you might get emails about, hey, such and such voting something or another. I get them sometimes because I've just played around with my own bank's uh, investment portion of our app. It's uh, it's actually SoFi. If you're curious, you're like, wait, what? And they'll be like, oh, come vote at Google something. And I'm like, I, I don't care. You know, like, I think I literally just to play around to see if I could like figure it out. I like $25. Like, what is that? One one thousandth of a Google share. It's like, come vote. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Thanks though. <laughs> so in publicly traded companies, oftentimes your stock has voting rights. Your RSUs do not. And finally, employee stock purchase plans. So these are different. You are not granted equity or stock options. This is where you have the option to purchase company stock. Usually it's discounted off of market rate. 
And it's also usually done without any fees involved. So SoFi, the reason I was playing around with it and kind of, and I was interested is because there's no fees. So like they, I guess, cover all of the fees or however it works. I don't really know because I'm a customer of theirs. And it's similar in uh, ESPP, so employee stock purchase plans, is that uh, the company's not going to charge you a fee, whereas a lot of other platforms or financial advisors, you're going to have to, of course, pay a fee. So with employee stock purchase plans, there's an offering period and an offering date. And then within that offering period, you have a purchase period and a purchase date. So one thing that is really cool about the employee stock purchase plans is there's what is called a look back feature. So this is where you can choose either the beginning or the end of the purchase period for your stock price. And of course you want whichever is cheaper. So you get to kind of create almost instant profit, of course, depending on which way the stocks went. Hopefully they went up and you can go at the very beginning and then maybe it increased. And so you have more of a profit. But the look back feature is pretty cool if you ask me. And then also with employee stock purchase plans, you can use payroll deductions to build up money in a fund in which you can then use to purchase employee stock. So hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully it's clear between the three main ones. There are other types of stocks, but focusing on the three main ones, trying to keep it simple. A couple things to think about when you're comparing. So say you're interviewing and you get an offer from a startup company then you also get another offer from like a really big, you know, Fortune 100 company. And they're both offering you equity. However, maybe one's an RSU and one's a stock option. Just because there are more options doesn't necessarily mean you have more equity, right? So to figure out the percent of equity that they're giving you, you want to look at the number of shares that you're being provided and divide that over the total amount of shares sold and unsold. So this will give you an idea as to what percent you hold in equity. And not to say startup versus a huge company, obviously it's not apples to apples, right? It's just, it's different. It's not going to be the same number, but 10,000 in RSUs versus $10,000 of stock, right? It's a different way to think about it. When you think about the total number you're being granted versus the total outstanding. So basically a smaller company may offer a larger percent, right, of total equity versus, you know, maybe a larger company uh, just because there are so many more shares outstanding or total amount in the pool, right? Another thing to think about, taxes apply to all of the options, all three uh, kinds of equity. And there is vesting schedules to pay attention to, especially when you're comparing offers as well. So try and consider all the factors. I know equity is kind of confusing and unless you've had the chance to dive in or work with a lot of different companies, it may not make sense. So if you have any questions, definitely feel free to reach out. Let me know. I am by no means an expert, but I'm happy to help out where I can. And this is by no means financial advice. Consult your tax advisors and your financial advisors for advice specific to your financial situation. (laughs) My ultimate disclosure. (laughs) I hope you guys found this podcast helpful, valuable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, listening, supporting the show. I really appreciate it. If you have a topic, or a question you want me to cover on the podcast, reach out, let me know. Website over at stephdennis.com. You can support the show simply by listening, sharing with a friend, leaving a review and or a rating, and then monetarily via PayPal or Anchor. All that information is below. You can find me on the socials, stephdennis13 on Instagram and TikTok, clubhouse at stephdennis, and then Instagram at Podcast. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. I hope you have a fantastic amazing, lovely rest of your day.
拜。